Welcome to Adventures of Supergirl Radio, your source for the Adventures of Supergirl digital comic based on CBS's Supergirl TV series. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we are going to discuss Adventures of Supergirl number seven, which was written by Sterling Gates and includes art by Emanuela Lupacino. The description for issue number seven reads, quote, Kara must find her way across universes and lifetimes to find the mastermind behind her current troubles, unquote. And this issue, from what we can gather by context, actually takes place after the Red Tornado episode, Red Faced, and after Human for a Day. So it's kind of in that time span in season one. Uh, because Kara mentions the red tornado attack and, quote, last week's earthquake, unquote. So that gives a little context of what's going on here. So that was kind of neat to see that uh, Sterling was able to include that little bit of information with this comic. Uh, So we got introduced to a new character in this one, uh, a character named Cy, who was created by Paul Kupperberg and Carmine Infantino for Daring New Adventures of Supergirl number one, which was in November 1982. And this was personally my first encounter with Cy. Uh, what did you all think about her? Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. It's funny because previously we've only seen her as like just floating eyes. Right. I thought it was really cool that we actually got to see her like as I guess she can kind of since she's in Kara's dream she can like manifest herself differently because she talks about her backstory and how she I guess was was she working at Fort Ross like in charge at Fort Ross yeah she says uh that her job in Fort Ross was to quote watch the most dangerous criminals and keep them asleep so I guess but I guess she talks about how when Fort Ross crashed her body died mm-hmm. or like her physical body died so it's interesting that so I guess because she's in Kara's dream she can kind of manifest herself in different different forms um do you know if her like outfit in this issue is supposed to look like the outfit from her original like her original comic outfit I actually didn't really look to see I was yeah. like that's kind of a just a little scantily clad there. And I was like, I was like, does she have the boob window? I think there's a little bit of a boob window. Yeah, when I saw her outfit, like my first thought was just, really? Yeah, she, as far as I know, with uh, just kind of Googling some images, I actually have all the daring new adventures of Supergirl issues, but I haven't um, gone through them. I thought maybe at some point on Supergirl Radio, we could actually uh, go through all of them. And so that's kind of why I'm saving it. So I don't like... <laughs> read it beforehand but oh wow i just looked her up and uh in the comics it's it's much much worse <laughs> yeah i i think it, i think the the purple color scheme is sort of there in some versions but yeah i think it's definitely worse <laughs> in in uh the older versions of the character so what we got in this this adventures of supergirl issue was was not so bad <laughs> oh yeah i just looked too yep okay <laughs> just just based off my highly scientific uh, google image search result <laughs> it's like it's like a gold i don't even know what to describe that it, it doesn't even look like it has enough material to be like a bathing suit like it looks like a wave would just knock that right off you yeah it's but. it's <laughs> almost it's it's probably even worse than princess leia's uh, gold bikini from Return of the Jedi, I would gather to say. 
yeah. um, but it's kind <laughs> of in that same vein. Well, at least, at least Princess Leia's gold bikini, you could actually see how that would stay on her, whereas <laughs> opposed to this, where you're like, how is that even staying up? It's right, defying like, gravity it, it, in every way. It doesn't have straps. Like, I have, I have questions, specific questions about how this is possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you are, you know, a, a little bit of a magical being, maybe, maybe straps aren't an issue for you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. No. I, I like the I like the thought that like she's got this magic, and one of the things she has decided to use it on is like I'm just going to wear this completely impractical thing, and it will never move. And I guess because she's in a dream, she can wear whatever she wants because the rules don't apply. That's true. <laughs> normal like normal reality rules, but yeah, I I thought she was interesting. I liked that they had the callback to Rampage and how that whole storyline ties in now. You know, because she basically she's basically retaliating against Supergirl for what she thinks was a slight against Rampage or, you know, Karen. And it's interesting because it turns out that it's kind of a misunderstanding. Like, Kara basically says, well, look into my head. You, you'll know that I'm telling the truth about, you know, all of this. So they set it up where she's, you know, she's basically said, you owe me one, Supergirl. And then... <laughs> We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, that that was an interesting bit about Sai and Karen, aka Rampage, being friends. I was very surprised by that. Uh, Morgan, what did you think about Sai? Yeah, I also thought it, she was really interesting. I thought I really liked. I, I think I've been saying this kind of the whole way, but I like how this comic ties the the different story arcs together. So I wasn't really expecting it to tie back to the whole Rampage um, storyline that we started out with, and I thought that was a really nice touch. Because uh, before that, this whole sort of like Kara like going through the dreams was feeling a little disconnected from everything else that we had read before. So I like that there was that um, that tie back into the beginning of the of this of this yeah the comic series. I think uh, my problem with I think the last uh, issue the the last chapter of this where it sort of it was it was okay but it kind of felt like nothing was really happening but it, now it feels like you know it was kind of building to something and kind of throwing back to what we had read earlier so I, I do definitely like that and uh, yeah this uh, this was kind of nice also because the size stuff had to do with the dreams that Carl was having. And so we got to see a little bit more of the dreamscapes that Kara is put in. And I think the official description for this this issue is kind of misleading because it's like Kara must fight her way across the universes in lifetimes. And I'm like, well, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe that's what the, what's happening, but it's really just she's having dreams. Um, so, um, what, what did you all think about the dreams that were presented in this chapter? Uh, Carly, we'll start with you. I mean, if you want to talk Inception, yeah, I feel, I feel like it felt very Inception-y with her, like, descending through the levels and having to fight her way through one, and then she would get pulled deeper under, and you saw all these different versions of Supergirl, you saw, I, I at least, I recognized the one from D, the DC Bombshells, uh, Supergirl. So that was kind of cool, because I'm reading that comic as well. Pretty much any version of Supergirl was referenced visually in this. 
I don't think I saw the one where she has the shirt with like the S shield on the breast area. I, but I think almost every other one was in here. The bombshells costume was in there. Mm -hmm. The Jamal Eigel Supergirl suit that I recognized was in there. Uh, let's see. What else? Where did pink the pink one, one come from? I was going to say, is the pink <laughs> one new? The one where she talks about being from 2965? I couldn't I couldn't find a pink one, but I know uh, Sterling Gates had mentioned to me, like, Supergirl Halloween costumes for little girls. And so I think that's kind of where they pulled that. Uh, there was the Red Lantern Supergirl in there. The Linda Danvers Supergirl was in there. So I, I enjoyed that we got to see all the different representations of what her costume looks like. Yeah, that was cool. And also to just see her riding into battle on a giant cat. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me <laughs> of uh, Battle Cat from, like, Masters of the Universe, He-Man, Shira. It was cool because it kind of combined, like, Battle Cat with... She had some really interesting, like, some kind of armor on it, it seemed like. Like, a different... It was a different version of the suit that we've seen. Yeah, are you talking about She's... the one with, like, the uh, blue pants suit with, like the gold goggles yeah and she's fighting like the wolf knights or whatever yeah yeah that's that's actually cool i i like that costume yeah i that was probably my favorite part though just seeing all the different versions of supergirl it's like whoa which ones do i know <laughs> morgan what did you think about all of the dreams that kara was having yeah, I thought that they were really cool. It, it was it was very Inception-y, and I did like the um, sort of the tour through all the different Supergirl like incarnations. I didn't uh, personally. I didn't pick up on too many. I, I like knew that these were different versions of Supergirl, uh, but I wasn't familiar with uh, many of them besides the. Um, the bombshells uh, version, and then the version where she's got her like midriff exposed. Those are sort of the two ones that I'm familiar with. But it was really cool. I liked how they got really weird and like sci-fi-ish in the in the dreams, and she's like riding on a cat and fighting wolfmen, and <laughs> it got it got a little strange. Uh, and I and I like that. I like that they're like willing to take risks and kind of go out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I thought it was cool that it sort of made sense for the story that she was going through all these dreams because Sai was kind of trying to keep her away, you know, <laughs> away from getting information. She was kind of always presenting a fight to Supergirl, so Supergirl would always have to be kind of battling her. So I thought that was it was it was cool to have a way to show off all the different versions of the costume. But it also it also kind of played into making sense for the story and what was going on. And I, I liked that it kept the um, the the borders uh, around the dreams that we kind of mentioned last time where the the art kind of displayed, you know, this is a dream. And it would kind of have those uh, different ways to represent that this is a dream that is happening. So I liked that the art style kind of kept that continuity there. Um what were your overall thoughts about this issue? Um, Carly, we'll start with you. I liked it. I. It's always funny to me, though, sometimes when Kara comes across an enemy and you think it's going to be this really big sinister thing, and then it turns out like, oh, no, it's just kind of like they had a misunderstanding, and, <laughs> now, they might, and now they might potentially be allies. Um, I guess that's just, you know, Supergirl wins everybody over in the end. That's, yeah, that's pretty much how I look of, at it. It's kind of like, why didn't you just look inside her brain or her, you know, dreams or whatever in the first place? Why did it, right. take, why did it take so long for this to happen? 
like you were in her brain in making her sleep, why wouldn't you just see that? In the yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea that like maybe Sai has like really specific morals. Like she's like, I can keep you in dreams forever because I'm mad at you, but I'm not gonna look in your head. Like that's a road too far. She, she has boundaries. <laughs> she does. She has boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and it, it, now I'm more intrigued because she wakes up from the dream and of course i had to i had to tweet the panel the other day where she calls alex and she's like i had the dream again no not the one about oscar isaac <laughs> yeah you mentioned that in our finale discussion and i had not yet read this and so i was like well i guess you know carly's just talking about something that could happen where cuz i think you mentioned that no cuz she has a photo of kelly in the in the <laughs> oh, episode oh. kelly had a picture of oscar isaac on her desk and so i tweeted so it that telling was, gates that was the guy in the picture with her yeah well i think she, she had like a celebrity photo of oh. just him, like of something she cut oh. out from a magazine, you know, like, oh, he's hot or whatever. Well, and now, then now I got to go <clears throat> look at Kelly's cubicle again. I missed it. Well, I tweeted at Sterling Gates. I was like, is there any is there any correlation between R.I.P. Kelly having Oscar Isaac on her desk and <laughs> Supergirl dreaming about Oscar Isaac? And he's just like, no, everyone like the Internet loves him, obviously. So. <laughs> There's really no relation, I guess, other than just everybody likes Oscar Isaac. That's so, so funny because I thought after reading this, I thought that maybe you had mentioned that because of the comic. So I guess, you know, just happy, partly. happy it was partly. No, it was partly because of that. But it also I also saw it in the TV show. Which is I, I, feel, I feel like maybe Oscar Isaacs is like their constant. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they became friends at work. I would imagine they probably bonded over Oscar Isaac. That's probably. It's a, a good reason to bond. <laughs> um, Morgan, what were your thoughts on this chapter of Adventures of Supergirl? Yeah, I really liked it as well. I, I, I liked it more than the last chapter. I, I feel like it was more connected to the main, like, the main story that we've been reading so far. Uh, the last chapter, which was, while it was fun, was kind of like just dreams. At this point, we, we find out who it is that's behind it and uh, and her connection to Rampage. And I liked that it did kind of turn out to be a misunderstanding. And we, we thought that she this uh, that Psy was, like, entirely a villain. And it turned out maybe she's not so bad, even though maybe she could have just asked Supergirl what the story was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And I liked a lot of the art. There's um There's one panel when we... We find, or there's one page actually where you find out that she, that Sai knew Rampage, and it's there's like so many colors. I feel like this is a very colorful issue. Oh yeah, there was a lot of really like the dreams were very beautiful and and colorful. So I I agree about that. And my one of my favorite pages is the page with the bombshell Supergirl costume because it's like half the bombshell costume and half the like the regular Melissa Benoist costume so I thought that was a cool little visual and I I have actually enjoyed the the exploring of the dreams and maybe maybe it is because I love Inception and I talk about Inception all the time um but I think it's also because I think it's an interesting look into Kara because she talks about in the comic that she had problems sleeping when she arrived on earth and this is for two reasons that one she needed to stay awake as much as possible to learn about earth and two she never knew what kind of dream it, she was going to get whether it was good or bad and so i thought that was a, a neat little look into kara and her 
her dealing with losing her home and, and coming to Earth. So I, I, I like to get to know more about Kara and, and see more of her characterization. And there were a couple of little Easter eggs that didn't have so much to do with the Supergirl costumes that I thought were really interesting. Um, the comic says that Kara lives in Hammersmith Tower. And uh, I, <laughs> I was like, I wonder what that is. And so I looked it up, and it's actually... Uh, in DC Comics, it's the building located in downtown Metropolis where Kara lived with Lana Lang during S- Sterling Gates' Supergirl run. So I, that kind of made me smile because that run of Supergirl actually made me appreciate Lana Lang <laughs> <laughs> because Lana was not my favorite. And I really enjoyed her relationship, Kara's relationship with Lana because they sort of had this like sis- sisterly bond or even... In, in some respects, I thought Lana Lang was sort of a, a maternal figure for Kara, so I liked that nod to uh, Sterling's run uh, using Hammersmith Tower, so I thought that was cool. I guess that's going to be canon in the show, too, that she lives in Hammersmith Tower. And <laughs> one of the other things that I thought was so funny was that Kara actually references Gozer the Gozerian, and I thought that is something I probably should know, and so I looked it up, and... It's Gozer from the Ghostbusters movies. Um, so I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's really interesting. So I, that was just kind of a fun little thing that I guess Sterling put in there. And so now I'm kind of in the mood to watch Ghostbusters. So this issue I thought was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because it was filled with Easter eggs, but it was also a lot of fun because it had uh, a fun little interaction between Supergirl and uh, this villain, Psy, and had some really great artwork, so I enjoyed the heck out of it. Well, that's going to do it for our thoughts on Adventures of Supergirl number 7. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology. If you haven't bought it yet, Adventures of Supergirl is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, iBooks, Google Play, the Kindle Store, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. And as far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at SupergirlRadio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at SupergirlRadio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we have a literal Supergirl radio on Spotify, so check out our playlist there. And Google Play now has a podcast feature, so you can listen to us there. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're also a part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter and then like DC TV podcast on Facebook. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, I almost said my old name again. I'm so used to it. I'm at Carly Lane. Uh, and I'm weekend editor at MarySue.com. And sometimes I write for other things on the internet. But mostly I just sit on Twitter and talk about comics and other awesome things. And Oscar Isaacs, obviously. And clearly Oscar Isaac, R.I.P. Kelly. <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. I'm also a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which you should definitely check out. And you can find some of my writing um, on Buddy TV. I've actually got a, an article that's possibly, if you're listening to this, it's it's come out today. And it's talking about uh, why we're losing so many female t- characters this TV season. So you should check that out. That's a, that's a very important <laughs> Not topic. Not article, but... <laughs> very important topic. Well, uh, thanks for listening and join us next time as we continue to go on the adventures of Supergirl. 